All right, now this is gonna be episode one of what we're getting into a series of recovery, uh, decision making, and plastic surgery and bariatric surgery. Overall, just help, tips, advice, and everything that we can give. So let's get right on that. The decision first to have surgery is a big one. We all know that. I think that's the reason we're here, and that's what we've been discussing. We've been talking a lot about the things that are going to happen in the upcoming days and years. Now, we already know that making certain decisions is difficult, and even choosing sometimes something as simple can cause a little bit of hassle, can cause a little bit of distress. Now, deciding to have surgery is by no means something small. It's not a run in the park. Is something that needs time, it needs thorough decision, needs a lot of research, and needs a lot of things to be able to make that step. Now, I want to make sure that you have everything, all the knowledge, all the power to ensure that the best possible outcome is achieved by you, by your decisions, and what by what you can control, okay? Now, for many people who decide to have surgery, or plastic surgery per se, in bariatric surgery in Mexico, um, they are usually often seeking um, affordable way of getting the procedure done. Um, that is absolutely one of the greatest motivations to come down to Mexico. Anywhere you look at, you will see the prices in Mexico for these procedures are a fraction of what they are in the United States. So you can get yourself a travel adventure, you can get yourself a great surgery, you can get yourself a deluxe five stars uh, treatment by fraction of the cost that it would be in the United States. Now, this does not mean that it likes quality, but on the other hand, the cost of living in Mexico is cheaper, and for that matter, a lot of expensive articles or a lot of expenses that are in TJ in Mexico are easier to get and what they do is they bring down the cost of everything. Now this article or this episode we're going to discuss some of the things that patients should know before and after going through with their surgery. Now of course uh, there are a few key things that we want to talk about and that we need to discuss before committing And if you're already committed, then we can discuss some things that you have to look out for, for what would be the best, okay? So we're going to start off with some tips, other recommendations, and other things for a safe trip and a satisfactory procedure from start to finish, okay? Now, one of the first things that we need to talk about is um, surgeon decision. Um, this is something that a lot of patients are talking about and there are a lot of patients that are guiding through uh, with their experiences, uh, what they felt, what has happened before and what um, could have happened in the, the upcoming days or in their surgery. Now, in this case, we will not promote any doctor or we'll not talk bad about any doctor. What we want to talk about is how you can help or actually how you can decide, how you can choose which would be your best doctor. There are hundreds of doctors in Mexico, so you got to make the right decision to make sure that it goes with what you want to get done. Okay. Now, there are a few tips that we can start off with and we're going to go through this very fairly quickly. 
And one of the things that we want to make sure is first that you have the knowledge of a cosmetic surgery first um, has to be performed by someone that has the knowledge. By that, what I mean is um, I would not recommend somebody that doesn't have an area of expertise in cosmetic or plastic surgery. Differences, and it's very um, simple, plastic surgeon goes through a lot of training to be able to be a plastic surgeon. They got to go to med school first. After that, they had to have about two years in a public or private institution to give service to both Mexico and to the community in order to receive their title. After that, they go through a four-year training to be just a general surgeon. And after that, they go through another four years to be a plastic surgeon. So in essence, it's taking about um, anywhere between um, four to five years of med school, which is um, two more years um, in this institution. So we're at seven and seven plus four of being a surgeon, it's 11. And another four, it's about 15 years of studying and preparation in order to be a plastic surgeon. Now, there's other variables like cosmetic surgeons that what they do is they already went to med school, they already got their two-year training in, in institutions in private, and they did a master's training or a fellowship to be able to have surgeries performed. Now, these two are very different, of course. Um, some of them are better than others, even if they're not the same branch. But I would say the first thing that you have to look for, the first red flag, is if you can't find any credential that is in either one. Okay, now cosmetic surgery or plastic surgery. This is something that is very, very important as even if we're still 2021, there are a lot of doctors that are just general physicians that went ahead and helped some surgeons when they were younger. They thought it was easy and they just go went ahead and they did their own their own OR. Okay, they started doing their operation room and they started doing surgeries as if they were plastic surgeons or as if they were cosmetic surgeons. So be on the lookout for the credentials of the doctor. And that's one of the big things that is going to separate you from other surgeons that are not actually surgeons for that matter. Okay. Now, the second thing that we have to talk about in order to decide a surgeon is also um, think about what you want. There are a lot of doctors that are great surgeons that have outstanding results but what we want to make sure is that what you want is something that the surgeon can also deliver for a lot of patients that i've had over the years one factor that they consider is really big is bedside manner bedside manner is something that in mexico is very well thought of is something that is actually taught in our medical schools and it's how to make your your patient comfortable with you and that's the training that we have from day one of medical school now a lot of doctors don't pick up on that and, and don't have that from the get-go so if that's something that is important to you, how he's going to treat you before surgery, how he's going to talk to you, how he's going to be having communication with you, then be able to look for someone that has been with them and share their experience and what, you, what they felt with. There are a lot of surgeons that are very um, down to earth, down to work. Uh, they go for what they're going for and it's surgery. They prep you up. 
they mark you up and they get you ready for surgery. And then there's others that take their time, talk to you, joke around a little bit, want to get to know you a little bit more. And they can still both be great surgeons, but it's a matter of what you want and you want to have from your experience. Okay. Other things that we have to talk about that are very important is, um, of course, associations. A lot of surgeons right now are using the, the associations in the United States, associations in Mexico and other places to contribute to their curriculum, to the resume, to prove that they are good surgeons. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Associations kind of filter already uh, what surgeon is uh, kind of good and what surgeon is not even allowed into the associations. So look for an association that you feel comfortable with. Um, I can share a few with you um, later on and you can research them so that you can see whether your doctor is on them or not or whether you care about these associations or not. At the end of the day, it does not mean that he's going to be uh, the best surgeon, but it could be a decisive factor. Now, other thing that we should discuss too is just like this podcast, this podcast is done in English because a lot of American citizens are the ones that are coming from Mexico. Now, that does not mean uh, only one race. Uh, we've had Hispanics, we've had, you know, patients from all over the world, but mostly English speakers. So make sure also that if language you consider is a barrier to make sure that the doctor you're looking for speaks English or enough English where the communication barrier is not going to affect you. Now, there are plenty of apps that can get you by with uh, nurses, can get you by with the receptionists, drivers and all that. But when you're talking about something as important as surgery and you want to make sure that the doctor understands you, then you want to make sure that he speaks the same language as you do. So if you speak Spanish, you're coming down to Mexico, obviously most of the surgeons speak Spanish, but if you are only an English speaker and cannot understand a lot of Spanish, then you would like to commit to a doctor that could understand a certain degree of English so that there are no miscommunications at the time of surgery of what you want and what he understood you wanted. Now, other things that we can talk about in order to decide a surgeon too is obviously the reputation. Um, your friends and the Facebook groups have a lot of information on what the doctors were like, what the doctors did, and how they feel after surgery. What I can um, get the most out of the Facebook groups as far as making a decision would not be to look at a before and after picture from a patient because everybody's different, everybody has different care. Um, some patients get out of the OR and they want to go straight for junk food, and then there's others that go directly and have you know healthy bars and want to get on salads and they want to work and actually keep with the results. So the before and after pictures can be misleading, but the interaction with the doctor is usually what's most notable. A lot of times um, we kind of get on some some doctor's cases because they are not doing their job properly. But in reality, a lot of the times is the coordinators, the receptionist, somebody that could even be in training. So if the interaction was not directly with the doctor, I would recommend not to throw him off your list just because of any miscommunications that you could have with their staff. 
fortunately and unfortunately, um, this uh, medical tourism in, in Mexico is been growing to a very great deal. And a lot of people are trying to get on the uh, Mexican workers, Mexican um, receptionists, and a lot of them don't have the training yet to be able to answer all the questions. So a lot of times what happened maybe on your round one of BBL is not happening on your round two because they are getting better trained and a lot of the clinics really put in the money and put in the time to make sure that they can go through all the questions that the patients have. So always look for somebody that is working on making things better, for somebody that is looking to train, or for somebody that is having their staff um, getting the attention and getting the questions answered on a timely manner. Now, other things that we can talk about, especially for patients coming from the United States and they are looking to go back to the States within a couple of days notice, is look for their follow-up program. There are very few doctors that actually have a follow-up program. Most of them um, are more receptive or not proactive. They are more reactive to what you say. So if you got a question and you call them, they will answer you, but they won't be calling you unless you call them. So there are a lot of clinics that are very proactive. They call their patients on the regular basis. And then there's other clinics that what they do is they wait for you to call. So that would be something very important to you to get from somebody that has been in that same clinic that you're going to. If you want to be checked up on, if you want to have a more personalized uh, relationship with the staff, then you should look for a clinic that is doing regular calls. If you're looking for, I'm on my own, I'll call you if I need something, then you would want to look for somebody that is waiting um, reactively to the calls that they're getting in. Now, one of the last and, and few uh, recommendations for picking a doctor, which is something that is um, a big deal, of course. Um, we're never going to have all the questions for which doctor is best. Uh, I think that every doctor in TG is good at something and they have their own expertise, but other recommendations too um, would be very important on the network that they're working for, the network they're building up on. A lot of doctors offer a hundred services plus surgeries, and you can be well taken care of from transportation to hotel to recovery house to um, you know whatever you need from fajas, BBL pillows, and etc. And then there are others that their package is only surgery. So that is something very big to keep from and to keep your head up for. Uh, a lot of patients like to do it themselves, which is perfectly fine. They want to book themselves. They want to look for the hotel they feel more comfortable with, the, the recovery house they feel more comfortable with, transportation they feel it's best, and that is 100% okay. But if you're one of the patients that is looking to have one quote and everybody taking care of everything and you just have to worry about money and worrying about your well-being, then you want to look for a doctor that has a network that can give you all the services that you need at once. So these are a few tips in just how to select a doctor. A lot of these, obviously, patients already know. Um, but 
again, it's a reminder. Um, I've had plenty of patients that have told me they wish they could have done or they should have done a little more research on their first doctor because they're coming back to either get fixed or they're coming back to get a second round, but they didn't like their first experience or patients that I just say, hey, you know what? I'm never going to come back. I didn't feel comfortable because maybe the work was done properly, but the, the experience wasn't what they were looking for. Now, one bonus tip that I am 100% certain that a lot of people and a lot of patients want to hear is make sure you select your doctor based on the procedure that you're electing. A lot of patients see a doctor do rhinoplasty that is very pretty, is very aesthetic, it's fabulous. I've seen doctors do an amazing amount of work when they do certain procedures. But if you're going to judge that doctor on a rhinoplasty, but you want to have a tummy tuck or you want to have a lipo done, then I think you should look into what their work is um, has been. Now, I know it sounds kind of obvious that you're not going to be judging them on another procedure, but on the other hand, you have to look for a doctor that expertises or that is more of an expert on the procedure you're looking One big thing that we have to you know, make sure and that we have to understand is although all of them are great surgeons, some of them can tend to be a little better at certain procedures, like I said, rhinoplasty, tummy tug, lipon BBL, breast augmentation, breast lift, um, breast implants, or whatnot. And you gotta look for exactly what you're looking for and see the work that they've done on their patients and not just look for a patient that has been there, but for a patient that has been there and has had the same procedure Moreover, that has had the same procedure and that has a body type that could resemble yours. A lot of times and a lot of uh, reasons for patients not to feel comfortable with the result is because the expectation did not meet the reality of the surgery. And the expectation should be laid out very clearly by both the doctor and by yourself on what you want to get done and what are the limitations that the plastic surgery could still have. Um, for example, there are doctors that are very good and they can do extensive tummy tucks, but if you're looking at a patient that is looking for a tummy tuck because they had bariatric surgery and they had an outstanding job, but you're looking for a tummy tuck, but the reason for your tummy tuck is um, maybe after pregnancies, then Although it's the same procedure, it's two different cases scenarios. So try to find someone that can give you a little bit of insight on what you're getting done and also on the motive for getting that done. So it that will give you a, little, a lot more clear answers on whether the doctor is a great match for you, it's an okay match for you, or that if you should keep researching the doctors in order to make sure that you make the best decision. So the more you can resemble yourself with the other patient, the more you'll be able to find the best suit for you. A lot, a lot of times, 
patience want to have the same result as somebody else but the other person is maybe six inches shorter maybe the person six inches taller maybe the person is 100 pounds lighter or 100 pounds uh, bigger so at the end of the day we want to try to find someone that has had the same procedure and that it has some type of physical resemblance to us in order to see what we could be expecting from that, that same surgeon. So that is one big tip that not a lot of patients do. They see the pictures on Instagram. They see the pictures on Facebook, on their websites. They see that it's a very nice job, and it is, but there's a lot behind that. Not every patient looks the same before surgery, so you want to look for someone that looks like you and how they're looking after surgery to make sure that you're fitting what you're doing. Now, a lot of patients have done this on their second round or the second time around, and they found their per their perfect doctor by testing different doctors on what they're looking for. So if you can have already some insight of somebody else that already went through that surgery, through that thought of process and through all that knowledge, then it's going to be simpler for you to get and reach a verdict on who you're going to pick for your surgery. So this is all a lot of information, but it, it is just on being able to pick your doctor. Now, again, there's a lot more variables to this, but these at least, if you are in your last steps, you're getting quotes, you're seeing which doctor to pick, don't even go for the money. Their doctors are going to be way more expensive and there are others that are going to be way cheaper. Go for what you're looking for. So I hope this helps somebody out there. This um, kind of starts a little bit of thought of process on how to select a surgeon. If it's your first time looking for one or if you've had family members or friends doing it, that you can see a little bit more variables of what you're getting yourself into and how you can prepare by first making the first big decision. Who is going to be your surgeon? So thank you very much for your time. I will be posting more as we move along in the next couple of days, the next couple of hours, as I want to get at least five or six things in there that will give you some insight as to making decisions. We got finished with, um, or we're through with a little bit about picking a doctor. Now I want to get through being able to pick either a clinic or being able to pick um, a recovery house or being able to pick transportation services or being able to pick hotels for that matter. So I'll be discussing all that in the next upcoming episodes. Hopefully you guys are liking it. And after every episode, I will always ask if you have any questions or again, if you're a patient that thinks I'm wrong or you're a patient that thinks I'm right, you can share also your opinion. And on the next episode, the next couple of episodes, I can give you a shout out. Make sure that what your point is coming is also something that other patients can look for. And that at the end of the day, we all share some knowledge and we can have a little bit more of the reasoning behind every decision that we're going to make. So thank you very much all for your time. I hope I keep seeing a lot of you here. And if not, I hope that you can tell me why you don't like this and what we can do to make it better. And thank you very much for your time. Until next time. Thank you.